Again, let me ask you the question. Is your cup full? It may be, or it may not be. I have another question for you. Who keeps you singing? We sang it a while ago, didn't we? He keeps me singing. Why does the Lord want us to sing? Because He wants the song of our lips to match the song in our heart. If you don't have a song in your heart, you may say, oh, I can't sing. Uh, I I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. That's all right. You may have a bucket with a hole in it. You may have a rusty bucket, or you may not have any bucket at all. And you may not be a great singer. You may not even be a fair singer. In fact, you may be an awful singer. That is, with your lips. But it's not what comes off of your lips that makes a difference. It's what comes out of your heart. And music is soul food. It's the good stuff. It's the cornbread and greens and, and corn and all of that of our praise to God. It's a banquet table that we prepare for our Lord and He chooses what He wants us to grow in our garden of melodies. We need a melody in our heart. I don't want anyone to go away from this place today downtrodden and beaten. I don't want you to feel as if this day has failed you or may fail you. You may be a little bit cool, but just get a little closer to somebody that you're not sitting real close to and, and just snuggle up if you want to, if you want to get warm, because that's what we do. We snuggle up one to another. We snuggle up to our children and our grandchildren. We snuggle up to our dear friends and our loved ones. Because we want them to have a song in their heart too. We want them to have something to pray, have praise for. And companionship is a wonderful thing to praise for. And especially when that companionship includes Jesus Christ. Amen. Now if you do not have Jesus Christ in your heart, you don't have a song in your heart. If you don't have the Lord Jesus, you don't have a melody that is sweet. You don't have him keeping you singing. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. The scripture says here, as Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you notice how many times here Paul mentions music in these two verses? Speaking to yourself in psalms, 
hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart, giving thanks always unto God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that Paul must have been a singing Christian. Now, there's nothing in the Bible that said Paul sang solos. But I know that Paul sang with the children of God because he had a melody in his heart which could not be quenched by the fiery darts of the wicked. An expression I've heard many times, uh, it, it, we heard a while ago, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Again, that may be true, but it's not an excuse. It's not a reason to keep you from having a joy in your heart. I remember when we were children, we used to sing, I have a joy, 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 joy down in my heart. I have a peace that passes understanding down in my heart. I have the name of the wonderful love of Jesus down in my heart. Beloved, there are people in this world who don't even know they have a heart. They live in deep, dark places. They may live, may live in the jungle, or they may live in the desert. They don't know how to read, they don't know how to write, and they don't know that they have a heart. But when somebody comes along who has a melody in their heart, some of our missionaries or some of our people traveling around the world and meet these people, and they see the sadness in their eyes, they, they see the gauntness in their expression, and they come to a place where they can reach out and embrace these people with a love of the Lord Jesus Christ, even though they, know they don't, don't even know they have a heart, they get a melody in their heart when they are loved and respond to that love. You see, love makes the world go round, but music makes love go round the world. If I had a list of the top ten movies and stage productions of all time, the majority would be musicals like Oklahoma, South Pacific, West Side Story, and who can forget the opening scene of the, scene of the Sound of Music, Blue Skies, Majestic Mountains, Lush Valleys, and Julie Andrews walking through the fields singing, The Hills Are Alive with the Sound of Music. Beloved, if the hills are alive with the sound of music, how much more we should be alive with the sound of music. But remember, the greatest songs of all times are not these that I've mentioned, but they're the ones that are found in the Bible. The Song of Solomon, Moses' Song, Mary's Song, the Psalms, which has the longest book in the Bible. But do you think that the Bible would be the number one bestseller in the world if it didn't have any songs or any joy in it? If there was no joy and praise and, and re lifting up and, and giving God the glory, do you think it'd be the number one book? It'd be just another book on the shelf. And maybe not even get sold. Every heart yearns for a song, whether you're a singer or not. We yearn for songs, and we love to hear at ball games and other places that song that 
is being trampled on by some people today called the Star Spangled Banner. Our national anthem. But when we sing it, we stand straight. We stand erect, military salute, and sing, Oh, say, can you see by the dawn's early light? And beloved, the song says to us, Don't you see? Can't you see what this nation stands for? Can't you see what should cause us to sing praises to our nation, not to worship it, but to lift it up to God and say, God, here's our nation. Use our nation. Use me as a citizen of this nation to really cause America to have a song to sing. And then I can remember when I was a boy and I thought I'd never forget her name, but I remember that lady, that heavyset lady, when she'd stand up and sing God Bless America and tears would flow down our cheeks when she sang God Bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with a light from above. And I think we could replace the word light there with a song and we'd get the same meaning. Just as me, th just think of the millions who have heard the memorial hallelujahs of the Messiah and that have been uplifted by amazing grace and how great thou art. Can you imagine a world without silent night dreaming of a white Christmas or jingle bells? The hungry soul is hungry for soul food, and there is soul food when there's a melody in my heart. My mom, when she would get disparaged, disparaged or discouraged, or there would be some problem in the community or within our family, my mom would go to the sink and wash dishes. And while she was washing dishes, she would look out the kitchen window at the beautiful flowers in the Smith's yard next door to us. And she would begin singing, Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Because he first loved me. At first there would be tears on her cheek. But then afterwards there would be a smile on her face. And her disparagement would be gone. Her downheartedness would be lifted and elevated. Because she had a song in her heart. Do you have a song in your heart today? Are you making melody for our Lord? Are you participating in God's great banquet table? Where he says, here are my songs. Sing them. Praise me, give glory to my name, and I will bless your heart with even a purer melody. Listen to this diet of soul food offered on a biblical menu, prepared by the master chef of all that is good for you. Happiness and holiness are two wonderful things. Happiness when it is true in its truest form, brings forth holiness because it brings us into the presence of the Lord with praises and songs and hymns 
and all those things that glorify his name. But we look over in Isaiah chapter 51, 3, and look at the abundant feast or festival of praise that we find in uh, Isaiah 51, verse 3. Isaiah 51, verse 3. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her a wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Did you notice those things there? First of all, comfort is offered. God offers us comfort. And over in the Psalms, the scripture says, comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. We need to be comforted. And what is more comforting than a sweet melody of a sweet, than the sweet lips and sweet heart of a dear mother or grandmother to a child that's crying and needs encouragement. And look at the second thing it says there. And he will comfort all her waste places and will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like a garden. Like a garden. What garden does it have in mind? The garden of Eden, the perfect garden, the pure garden, the garden that God made and would have, us, would have had us to dwell in had it not been for our sinfulness. But our sinfulness can be replaced with forgiveness. And forgiveness can bring a song to our heart. And it says not only a comfort and serenity like Eden, but a freshness like the garden. It says, and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. And in that garden is planted peace and hope and joy and all those beautiful things. And when we see a beautiful garden with beautiful flowers, we can see the roses and the redness. And the redness reminds us of the wonderful blood of Jesus Christ that pardons us from all sin when we believe in Him. And then the next thing it says there, joy and gladness. That means gladness and joy for things that we should rejoice in. Happy occasions, celebrations. Why do we sing happy birthday and happy anniversary? Because those are wonderful occasions. And just think, when we sing about the birth of Jesus, we sing about gladness for His coming and praise for His saving grace. And then it goes on to say, and be shall found therein thanksgiving. See, He doesn't even leave out the seasons. He gets the Christmas in, He gets the thanksgiving, and we can sit down at our thanksgiving meals, and we can praise His holy name for the food that we have on our table. And that we can give thanks to Him for the country that we have. That He's given us the freedoms that we've had for so long. And even though they may be, there may be those that are striking at those freedoms today. Remember, God is still in control. And even in the midst of troubles, the most terrible of troubles, He can still give us a song in our heart that we can sing to His glory and give thanksgiving for his presence. And then the last thing it says, a voice of melody. A melody has several meanings to it. First of all, it means it's happy, but it also, a melody has to have notes and tunes like our pianist and our keyboardist play for us. And we sing those notes. They are in order. 
There is no disorder in them. That's why they can be played so beautifully and why we are blessed by your playing every Sunday. And we rejoice in that because God has given you your talent and you have given your talent to us in his name. What a blessing. What a feast we have here. And then in Psalm chapter 32, verses 7 and 8, we read these words. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble, and thou shalt compass me or compass me about with the songs of deliverance. Our songs of deliverance, of courage, of praise. In my heart he implanteth a song. He says, I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. If we were to stop and leave right now, would you leave with joy in your heart? Would you leave with a melody ringing in your ears saying, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And there we sang his praises and there we lifted up his name and there we gave him the glory. And he, in turn, gave us the peace that passes all understanding. And he gives us the hunger, the desire for freedom. He gives us the hunger for a large room. He talks about heaven. The Bible talks about heaven as a great place. It's described. I can't describe it for you this morning exactly the way it does, but it does say it's a roomy place. There, Remember, there's room at the cross for you, but there's also room in heaven for you. There's room at the cross where you can confess and room in heaven where you can be blessed. And so we see that, and it reminds me of that old song, Don't Fence Me In. Oh, you remember that? I want to ride through the ridge where the west commences. Gaze at the moon till I lose my senses. Can't look at hobbles and I can't stand fences. Don't fence me in. And beloved, when we get to heaven, there'll be no fences. There'll be no barriers. There'll be no separation places. We will all be there in one spirit, in one truth, in one grace, In one joyful song, Jesus saves, Jesus saves. And then in Psalm 138, verses 1 through 5, we find some more wonderful words. 138, 1 through 5 says, I will praise thee with my whole heart before the gods. Will I sing praise unto thee? I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. See, not just happiness, but holiness. In the day when I cried, thou answered me and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. A great and mighty song that we sing that the Lord has laid on our hearts and we can be, have bon appetit. Now that's about all the French I know, but it means good appetite. 
Do you have a good appetite? You say, Brother Dotley, yes, I do. And the longer you preach, the better it's going to get. <laughs> Jesus keeps me singing. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee. How great thou art. Not just happiness, holiness. One sound that's always a solo, and it's never, it's always sung only one time by each individual who sings it, and that is the song, Save Me, Jesus, Save Me Now. Once you've sung that song of praise, of prayer, of forgiveness, of grace, and of knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you don't have to sing it again because it's sealed for eternity. It's made to last through all, all time and beyond time until there is time no more. Beloved, God wants us to have happiness. He wants us to have holiness. He wants us to have graciousness. He wants us to have peace, love, and understanding. And it makes us want to say, there is never a day so weary, there is never a night so long, that the soul that is trusting Jesus can somewhere find a song. Wonderful, wonderful Jesus in the heart he implanteth a song, a song of deliverance. Do you need deliverance today? Are you burdened by sin? Have you lived a life unworthy of the love of Jesus? Are you ready today to say, I confess him as my Lord? I call on him as my Savior. I sing my solo song of salvation. Jesus, save me. Save me now, a song of deliverance, of courage and strength. In the heart, he implanteth a song. If you are here without Jesus in your heart, let him in today. He'll give you a song and he'll keep you singing through all eternity. Glory be to God for saving a wretch like me. Do you need a church home? We pray that this is where God would have you to serve. You'd come and join us. Be a part of this sweet fellowship. Help us to reach out to this community. Help us in doing the things that we need to do to be not only happy, but to be holy. Beloved, would you today commit your life to Jesus Christ? Would you commit your time, your talent, your thoughts to Him? Say, here I am, Lord. Save me. Here I am, Lord. Keep me. Here I am, Lord. Disciple me. Here I am, Lord. Put a song in my heart, not just on my lips. Will you stand? And as we sing, would you respond to God's call to you to put a song in your heart?